1: 8.36am, you're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mukhtar with Keith Kam. In half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, let's talk about Malaysians' retirement planning. Last week, Prime Minister Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim announced plans to allow those in dire financial straits to apply for personal loans using their EPF funds as a form of collateral. He said this would be subject to contributors having enough savings in their retirement accounts. EPF has acknowledged this announcement and said it was assessing the initiative.
2: This proposal comes as the government reiterates its stance not to allow another round of EPF withdrawals despite continued calls for the facility. Over the past two years, four rounds of pandemic-related withdrawals have totaled to 145 billion billion, with median savings of members decreasing significantly, especially for the B40 and M40 segments. So, would the proposal to use retirement savings as collateral for
1: bank loans placate those calling for withdrawals? and with Malaysia projected to become an aging society by 2030, how should Malaysia's retirement scheme be revamped to address the demographic challenges? For some views and policy recommendations on this issue, we speak to Dr. Lee Aun, Senior Fellow at the Malaysian Studies Program of the IC's of Isha Institute. Ho'aun, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us today. Now, as mentioned, the government has plans to allow EPF contributors to use their savings as collateral for loans. I mean, what do you make of this proposal and what could be the implications of a move like this?
0: Uh, Good good morning. Uh, It's uh, good to be with you this morning. Uh, Well, I think uh, my initial uh, reaction, and this is also based on, I think, the limited information that that we're all uh, responding to, um, is a bit of concern. And I think with regard to these sort of matters, I think it is... Uh, prudent to, uh, you know, be really uh, cautious. And so I think the first uh, I- issue that I think would uh, raise is that we we need a lot more uh, information. Now, what we do know um, is that this is from account two, uh, which the, the collateral, collateralized, uh, you know, uh, funds uh, would be from account two, which does allow for uh, house purchases and higher education and so on. It is, so it's, uh, formally or <clears throat> technically not tapping into account one. Um, but it's while it is a, a, a loan, you know, loans uh, and not a withdrawal, uh, loans still do have to be ser- serviced and with interest. So I think two major questions about, you know, what really is the target group? What would be some of the purposes for such loans? Um, and the procedures and offerings uh, from the banks, are they going to be, uh, is it a special scheme, a special low interest uh, scheme, especially? And then when I hear uh, there is sort of a, a sense of urgency or, or um, like even the words uh, emergency and, and personal loan. Now, this is the one that I think registers the most alarm bells because uh, the uh, you know people in these situations and calling for and, and wanting to make those withdrawals may actually not be best placed to uh, service the, the loans and could get into the potential uh, debt trap. So, and then on the other hand, I mean, I also... I think quoted in in, in the media in a, a reference to someone with one million savings. So that's a totally different scenario. Whether or not it's about taking out loans for for a business, I think with with still that that buffer with one million savings versus the M40 uh, B B40 and and those that are in more uh, you know uh, financial uh, where their financial needs uh, are more acute. So I think we really need to hear uh, more. And I think but, but to continue to proceed very uh, very. Uh, Uh, cautiously Uh, not just plans but I think something like this uh, I think it's incumbent on, on the government on EPF uh, banks and all to also do some piloting mm. um, and let it uh, run its course and and research the outcomes of that, not just coming up with the plan.
2: Hoan, uh, we I mentioned just now that 145 billion ringgit was withdrawn from these four special um, uh, withdrawal <laughs> schemes. 145 billion is not a small amount; it's the GDP of a lot of countries. Uh, would that kind of suggest that Malaysia is not really ready to take on more debt, don't you think? that should actually be, uh, I reckon, more uh, financial literacy that should be, initiatives that should be uh, pushed forward more, right?
0: Yes, and speaking of that, I mean, the amounts that were with, were withdrawn as uh, part of the uh covid-19 uh, re- responses uh you know a few packages uh I-Sinar and and igitra and ilestari and again i mean I, we are also uh having this uh, discussion and there's been all kinds of uh, public debates with very very little information i mean some of the even very basics about you know who were the ones that withdrew um withdrew money uh and what sort of profile mm-hmm. and um what I can gather, I think, from the data that was presented, uh, you know, in in some uh, private settings, is is that the bulk of the some of the withdrawals, especially Icena, which was the main uh, package from from account one, were not the above 40, not the on the verge of retirement age group, but the ones that were more likely to withdraw were more in their 30s and 40s, and um, the account sizes as well, not necessarily the, the, the very uh, smallest. So we, uh, again, need to unpack that a little bit further because the responses, I think, to this situation would depend on, you know, where the distribution of uh, those who were uh, most depleted, uh, if it is. As I think uh, the data uh, suggests, uh, more of the middle age profile. Then actually, there is opportunity to uh, replenish uh, and over time accumulate again. Right, the uh, interest. Um, I think it is important, yes, to focus on the uh, you know above 40 uh, or especially nearing that uh, 55. Um, cut off point for you know where uh, EPF can be can fully withdraw from account one and that was some of the attention in the in budget 2023 mm-hmm. um, where uh, there, with with an injection of 500 ringgit for those in, in that age uh, category but I think it's not just about that I think you know uh, looking at ways to uh, replenish in a more substantial way for the long term Mm. uh, for for those in their 30s and 40s would be important as well.
1: Well, I want to um, come to a quote that um, you recently made at a conference hosted by Think Tank Ideas. Uh, This was reported in the press. You were mooting the merging of EPF and SOXO to provide a stronger safety net. I mean, what difference would this make in integrating retirement and social protection mechanisms?
0: Yeah, that was uh, part of an open discussion. I think I was. Uh, it, it was uh, presented in, in the news a little bit uh, more uh, conclusive and, and prescriptive. It was uh, then than I think the the discussion that uh, we we were having then. I mean, it was. Uh, bringing up that possibility as something I think that should be on the table should be uh, investigated, but we also, uh, in in that discussion, you know, quite uh, circumspect that it is an enormous and complex undertaking, both practically and politically. But I think it again to to uh, to not discount that because it's difficult. Um, I think the duplication of of um, institutions or uh, functions is something that uh, is one of the major concerns here. Uh, Soxo, generally, yes, they do serve distinct purposes, but uh, with uh, Soxo possibly entering into also providing uh, pension, then the question of the overlap with EPF arises. And, and so you know it then triggers this question about, well, why not uh, have uh, some uh, merging so that they can benefit then from the scale of pulling funds, information, uh, and, and knowledge uh, for the institution and also for uh, account holders.
2: What about uh, the informal sector that's not covered by EPF uh, nor SOC? So what kind of considerations should be made to enhance social protection for these for this group?
0: Yeah, I've, well, I think uh, the initiatives that have started to, to try and uh, induce uh, entry uh, into the formal sector... To be uh, formalized and uh, to, for a start, to make voluntary uh, contributions. I mean, I, I think uh, that should uh, continue also with education to realize the uh, the necessity of. Uh, Participation in things like EPF uh, and and SOXO, uh, and and not uh, assume that you know, or or not to uh, persist. I think with with the mentality that uh, these are uh, not necessary, Mm. or that one is immune right from from the risks that they uh, cover.
1: Huan, um, we have been seeing what's happening over in France. Uh, the government there is moving to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 in the face of immense public backlash. Is this a decision that the Malaysian government needs to seriously consider given the ageing demographic of the country?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> ageing societies, I mean, the, there is an upside, right? That uh, you know, people are living uh, longer, uh, healthier lives. Uh, But then there's the downside uh, of funding those retirement years. In 1970, uh, Malaysia's life expectancy uh, was 63. And so the retirement age of 55, that I think seems quite reasonable, that has crept, the retirement, uh, official retirement age has only, you know, um, crept up very slowly, up to 60 officially. Well, now the uh, life expectancy is 76. I I think, you know, those those figures, uh, you know, really um, are are quite uh, stark to to show that it's really quite an unsustainable situation, uh, as you said, I think these are going to be very unpopular decisions about um, re- uh, the retirement uh, age. I think though the conversation needs to shift not just about uh, re- retirement, and I think sometimes it has the stigma of of just you know loafing around and, and not being uh, uh, productive and and just being uh, dependent. But I think to to uh, find ways that we can be be, uh, flexible and and accommodating um, for those into the sixties and seventies to have ways that they can be uh, gainfully uh, employed and be earning income, uh, part-time employment and so on. And of course, especially uh, looking at the uh, retirement income, but it's not just about just sort of uh, crossing one threshold and then you're you're working hard and then after that you know just not working uh, at all. I think mm. we mm. want to be moving towards uh, you know a system you know that is uh, flexible and that gives people uh, many types of options. I think that definitely includes though the uncomfortable conversation about raising the retirement age.
2: and I want to go back to the uh, budget 2023 where the government said uh, one of the proposals is that uh, they will inject 500 ringgit for a certain age group that has less than 10,000 ringgit in savings are there any measures that can be considered by the government to replenish the retirement funds because what they are proposing i kind of feel it doesn't move the needle very much
0: yes i think there was another one as well in the in, in the budget uh, the tax deduction mm-hmm. for think up to 3000 voluntary uh, contribution uh, to uh, epf yeah you're right in that uh, it needs to be more uh, sizable uh, amounts um I have to admit, I mean, I I don't really have uh, (laughs) many uh, ideas uh, about this. I mean, uh, you know, it's quite a simple question of putting in some more uh, money. Mm. Uh, Tax deductions, you know, could be considered even further. Uh, Matching grants, uh, perhaps. And that deduction, I believe, is for the employees. So some... Uh, tax uh, other incentives for employers as well uh, to uh, you know make a one-off or maybe at a higher rate or something uh, contribution for their uh, employees. Uh, I think we know what the objective is to to replenish. Uh, but I think yeah, we need to, you know more minds to come together with with uh, other innovative solutions uh, to 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 resolve this because I think it truly really is uh, taking time bomb in in the decades to come.
1: Huaun, thanks so much for speaking to us. That was Dr. Lee Huaun, Senior Fellow at the Malaysian Studies Program of the IC's Yusuf Isha Institute, talking to us about the very urgent need actually to rethink our retirement systems in the face of an aging demographic. It is 8.49 in the morning. We're heading into some messages, but we'll come back and explore this discussion further, looking over at France and how they're dealing with pension reforms. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9.